yeah, so I'm just walking down this path and this family like flags me down and they ask me, where do you think our best chance of finding one of those glass floats is? Oh, yeah. People love those things. Yeah. So you know what I said? What? At the glass station in Wakefield. But it, isn't that like cheating kind of if you go there and just buy it? You know, uh, it was an honest answer to a question. That's true. Oh, oh wait. Hey, uh, we're rolling. All right. Let's roll. All right, I'm Rich. And I'm Mark. And we are Two, two guys, guys on Block, Block Island. All right, listeners, uh, today on our podcast, our guest is perhaps one of uh, the most, uh, well, I would say sought after people on Block Island, but actually it's, he's not, he's not the most sought after, but the, th- the, the things that he produces are Definitely the most sought after thing on Block Island. Only second, maybe only to mudslides. He's but, um, made people cry out of joy and cry it, in pain. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He doesn't mean to do that. No, uh, no either way. No. But anyways, uh, he he is a, a, a an artist and a glass blower, and he owns the glass station in Wakefield. And we are talking about Eben Horton, the man who is responsible for the glass floats. That's right. So welcome Eben, to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's going to be fun. So one of the things we ask all of our guests is uh, the first question. How did you discover Block Island? Uh, When did you first come to Block Island? Uh, What are your first memories of Block Island? I was dragged there by my family. (laughs) Dragged there, (laughs) kicking and screaming. On a boat. Okay. Um, I only went there by sailboat my whole childhood. And summers sailing there with my grandparents okay. and my parents. They both had boats. Did what, you grow what, up in Rhode Island? Yeah, Newport. Okay. Okay. When did this start? When did these draggings begin? Uh, in the late 70s. Oh, wow. So you've been going out for a while. Yeah. Only always by boat. Mm-hmm. Do you still do that? Yep. Nice. Yep. Do I they know. still have to drag you or is it a little more voluntary now? <laughs> now I have my own sailboat. Oh, you yeah. do? Uh, so I sail out there. And, on your own time. Yeah. And you, you where do you usually, uh, New Harbor? Yep. Nice. Yep. And is it always work or do you get to go out and enjoy some time? Uh, it's mostly for the Glass Flow Project. Well. Actually all for the Glass Flow Project. It's a good reason to go out though, right? Yeah. 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 Do you ever worry about getting boarded by uh, pirates looking to <laughs> steal your glass orb <laughs> stash? Just the Coast Guard. Just the Coast Guard. Have you ever been boarded by them? They're like, oh, my God, you're the vla- glass float guy. <laughs> no, I've never been yeah, boarded. Them. But I've seen people boarded, and I always kind of, like, shake my head. Like, I got boarded last year. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I talked about it on the podcast first time ever. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I literally was like, are you guys boarding? And I, they're like, yes. And I'm like, great. I've never been through this before. I hope we have everything. But, yeah, no. Did, did you? I did, yeah. It, I. It's not my responsibility. I I can't talk about the secret boat club. First rule is don't talk about it. All oh, right. Everything was there that was supposed to be there. And I, I said, I literally said to him, I'm like, just don't look through that backpack. You know, that's. <laughs> did you say that to him? I did. Yeah. And what did he do? They laughed. Did yeah. they look through the backpack? No, no. Well, <laughs> that's a great technique. Oddly enough, they didn't even ask for the fishing licenses. So, you know, weird. So what did you, uh, what did you like to do on block? I mean, did you stay on the boat or were you allowed to, yeah, you, you, always stayed on the boat. But I mean, did never you, had, allowed to get off and go mingle in town? And yeah, do we'd walk that? around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I was very limited to like a little bubble around New Harbor and into Old Harbor and didn't see much of the rest of the island. Really? Yeah. Well, that's wow. changed now, obviously. You've probably yeah. seen more of the island than a lot of people with. Yeah, know. and I'm still seeing more and more 
Yeah. Like, that's, it's amazing how little, how many little like nooks and crannies there are. Yep. We often comment on that. I, I always say like, I'll go down, I've been there 30 years and I'll go down a new driveway and it's just a totally, it's, you, you know what you're looking at, but right. it's like a, this view that you're like, wow, you know, never, yeah. never thought this was out here. And yeah. what do you, so, uh, obviously you've been going out since the late seventies, you yeah. said, um, what, you know, another question we like to ask is what's your perception of how the islands changed since then? Well, a lot of McMansions. I, I hate that word, but you know, yeah, 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 yeah. but that's, yeah. but also so much has been preserved and that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that is a, a big, big plus on Block Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The amount of uh, boats in New Harbor. I feel like there's a lot more boats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys uh, go? Do you, do you go to one of the marinas, or you, you? Oh, I anchor. You anchor. Yeah, yeah. As far away as possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a little elbow room in the pond is never a bad thing. Right. Yeah, but yeah. you have to rely on a little bit better weather being anchored, right? Like, do you? Do you uh-huh. Have you ever had the boat like drift free? Never. The, no. So you've been pretty good. Yeah, I have a really good anchor. It's called a Rockna. Wow. And it just grabs, doesn't drag. Nice. It's oversized for my boat too. Do they, you know, this is a question I don't even know the answer to. Did they, is there like a limit to how many boats? There's an anchor area in New Harbor, right? Right. So there's the mooring fields. Yep. And then there's the town moorings. And then there's the anchorage area. Mm -hmm. Is that up to the people coming in to decide if it's too packed or is there any limit? Do they ever tell people no more anchoring, it's full? Uh, I think that's your own discretion. Okay. Like, wow, I can't fit here. Unfortunately, not everyone has great discretion. I, yeah. I find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Including me. Yeah. I'm well, not going to lie. My boat has a centerboard, though, so I can get in really like shallow water up to like four feet deep. What's a centerboard mean? It's So you don't have like the big keel. I don't have a big keel. I do have a keel, but then a big bronze centerboard drops down. So it draws seven feet with a board down. Oh, you but you can pull it up. I pull it up. Oh, that's pretty neat. Is Are all boats like that or not? No. Oh, no, very sort of, nice. An older, like my boat was built in 1965. Uh, newer boats don't don't really do that anymore. Well, that's cool. Um, all right, so let's talk about you know when did you first when did you get the inkling to get into being a glass artist? Like, how did that start? I kind of lucked into it. I was 15, and I wanted to do like an after school activity job. I wasn't really like needing money, but I just wanted something to do. Um, there was a shop in my town called Thames Glass and I went in there and asked for a job and they wouldn't hire me because I was too young. Um, but on the interview or like the application, I filled out that I was sailing on J24 sailboats, like uh, crewing. And a couple of days later, the owner called me and asked me if I would crew for him on his Thursday night race campaign. Wow. Yeah, so, weird. so that was your end. That was, that was your, the end. Yeah. Oh, nice. So I did that. Um, You're too young to work here, but you can go out and run my boat. It reminds you know? me of that yeah. scene in Caddyshack where Judge Smales is like, "Donnie, what are you doing this Saturday? Right. Yeah, yeah, We're having yeah. a cocktail party. Great, would you come over and mow the lawn?" <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, it was a lot like that. So you did. Ra- you raced sailboats. Mm-hmm. J boats are for yep. a lot of race. Right? I know nothing about sailing. I don't either. I, I was really into it. Lasers, I got eighth, yeah. eighth in the national youth championships. Really? Now, those are the really crazy fast ones, aren't they? Yep. They're like a super sunfish type thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. It's uh, the things we learn about people we think we know. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, and, and to get back to the your inter, you know, your first job, I, can, I mean, I guess I could see why a, someone that owned a glass blowing, blowing studio might balk at the idea of a 15 year old because there's you're talking about yeah. some materials that are being heated and oh, yeah. from what i've so it's it's a danger quote unquote dan, could be a dangerous environment oh right? it was i got hurt there a couple times did you yeah so, burns. so but what made you want to get into glass blowing what what um, did you just walk by the shop you're like oh that looks cool i grew up in a world of art my mom was the assistant curator of the newport art museum oh wow so every day after school from like when i was in first grade I'd go there and just hang out and um, look at art. I, I um, Andy Warhol gave us a couple pieces. Get out of here! Wow. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's just around art. You, your family, personally, or the new my mom? Really? She mm-hmm. has? Does she still have them? I have them now. You do? Ooh, you have a couple yeah. of Warhols? What are they? If you don't mind me, they're asking. fish. Wow. Yeah, it was a huge wall of silk-screened fish. Oh man. That's and cool. he said he wanted it all destroyed, but we could. She could take a couple so with a razor blade she cut out a few fish that is crazy yeah yeah, yeah well andy warhol yeah there's know. a new uh, netflix series about warhol that just came out i'm really? looking to see yeah oh, i didn't, yeah. didn't know that I'll yeah watch it. it's pretty interesting it looks like it's going to be interesting um so was your mom an artist as well mm-hmm. yeah oil painter oil painter and what was her like was she like an abstract kind of person? no she liked to do landscapes okay. and um still lifes and is she still with us? She is. She is. Does she still paint? A little bit. Yeah. She's very modest and shy and doesn't really. Just pr- like Mark. Pr- Just like me. <laughs> yeah. Very modest, very shy. And me. Yes. Um, she doesn't produce a lot of work though. Okay. She's never sold. Was there a point in her life or career where she did, you know, where she was selling her artwork no. or no so it's just a, a labor a of love right whatever right wow cool and then uh so did you also have a, some sort of a visual arts background as well painting or illustration or yeah uh because i was at the art museum all the time as a kid i took every class they had all through elementary school middle school um and then in high school then i started doing class okay what uh do you still dabble in anything else besides glass now painting drawing mm-hmm. anything wood wood oh, a little woodworking boat building oh you yeah. build your own boats as well, well uh, I, yeah i, I kind of had a feeling if he has a boat from this it was built in the 60s you got to have some skills keeping that thing up. i yeah. would imagine yeah is it a wooden boat it's fiberglass fiberglass uh i bought that a ban- i just i i my wife and i bought that abandoned in a boatyard really and uh i got it for what the yard fees were Wow. How much work did it need? A lot. Yeah. There was lichen growing and all the teak. Oh. Oh, boy. So it was all like cosmetic stuff. Okay. Um, So lichen is usually a healthy thing to see on trees, but. I kept saying, I'm I'm liking this. (laughs) (laughs) I would not be liking Uh, having to like. I'm not liking the lichen. Right. Yeah. Wow. All right, so transition now into glass. You they so you crew this boat racing for the at fifteen, mm-hmm. and then how long after that did he let you start to work in his glass shop? Uh, I don't really remember. It was pretty quick. Was, I think I said, you know, I can I. He I, was like, "This kid's all right." Yeah. So yeah. I literally started sweeping the floor. Very like cliche, but I swept the floor and watched what they were doing and learned a little bit and a little bit. And was thrown into like the the cog of their 
production team doing like the simplest things first. And so take us through that process. What, what, you know, a glass blowing team, what, Mm -hmm. what, what are the jobs that need to be done? So after sweeping the floor, obviously. So it was the first thing you got to do. Uh, The first thing I got to do was make perfume bottle stoppers that are like little raindrops. So you just take a gather of glass and just keep turning it and turning and turning it. And at the right moment, you tip it and let it drip. And then it, it, um, as it cools, it'll stop before it hits the floor. Okay. And so those go into the top of the perfume bottle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They just kind of rest in the mouth. Is yeah. That the idea. Huh? But it was, it takes years to learn how to blow glass. So right. I didn't even know how to blow glass, but I was making those. Okay. And that's more, is there a term for that? Like when you produce something like that versus actually blowing an, a globe or an orb, is that like sculpt uh, glass sculpting or is it all considered, are we using the right term glass blower or glass yeah, yeah, I'm a glass blower. You're yeah. a glass blower. Yeah. Um, but in general, it's gla- there's glass artists. It's just glass sure. art. Because I some of the stuff I see in your shop, and I b- took a lot of pictures. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, they're they are almost like sculptures. Like right. you're, you know, and I well, we'll get into that more because yeah, they, it's, they, there's a lot you can do in glass. Yeah. Um, well, it's a lifelong learning process. Yeah. Are you still learning? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned your wife. Give her a shout out. What's her Jen name? Knock. Jen Knock. Okay. Yeah, love of my life. And She's in Florida right now. Oh, mine's in Florida too. Visiting huh. her dad. My wife's not visiting her dad, but she's down there. Um yeah. Well, all right. So uh So does Jen uh work with you in the glass? Yeah. Does she blow as well? Yeah. She... Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Really? So <laughs> how did you guys meet? Uh, I met her at a trade show in Philadelphia. Okay, so she was already in the industry mm-hmm. when you guys met. She was learning, she learned in Colorado at okay. a shop. She's very much like self-taught. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, but I met her and was like very intrigued by her. Like, wow, she's cool. <laughs> and how did you manage to get, so you obviously were from Rhode Island and she was in Colorado yeah. and you met at this trade show and you just hit it off and you just kind of said, by the way, you're coming to Rhode Island. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> the cool thing was my friend Pete is an air, a flight attendant for Southwest, and he gave me all his buddy passes. Oh, oh nice. That's I helpful. never bought a plane ticket. Wow. I just hitchhike, hitchhiked on airplanes back and forth all the time. And Oh, so you got to go and constantly and see visit her. and see her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks to him, I guess. He yeah, probably, I owe him. Sounds like he played a big role in yeah. letting that he happen. He gets a free orb. Yeah. Otherwise, you could have invested a lot of money in plane tickets before yeah. you yeah. to convince her to come with you. Yeah. It's, and yeah, and she's from Colorado? Yeah. So this yeah. is how does she like New England compared to Colorado? She loves it. She misses the mountains, yeah. but the ocean makes up for it. Sailing makes up for it. So she sails with you. She loves mm-hmm. sailing, too. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so when, so when you guys, when, when your wife came out here, um, were you still working at the place in Newport that you had? No, I left there when I was just out of high school. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I left there. I kind of hit the, the ceiling of how I could climb the ladder there. Okay. And just kind of got a little bored and, uh, I knew there was more opportunities elsewhere. Yeah. If you're the yeah. artist has that creative mind and you've, yeah. you, you know, it's time to, you have to feed yeah. it. Yeah. When, yeah. What, so at, at the, had you ascended the ranks, were you, you know, the top glass blower or were you doing everything that everyone else could do at that point by the time you left? No, definitely not. I could do, I could do some of that stuff, but, but it, um, there were other people there that had been there for years that were older and I couldn't take their 
their roles from them. Right, right, right. Right, um, yeah. They it, were older, but they weren't old enough that they were going to croak in like a month yeah. and you could take their job. So then I thought, well, you know, I, I should go to college. So I went to the School for American Crafts, which is part of RIT, and they have a glass program. Oh, okay. And um, RIT, Rensselaer? Rochester, Rochester Institute of Technology. Okay. And before that, uh, I met Dale Shahuli in Newport. Oh, wow. Yeah, And he actually right. offered me a job before I went to RIT, and I thought about it. I said, no, no. Now, was he as prominent and famous as he is yeah. now at that time? He was. Okay. All right, somebody fill the loser in. Who? Who is he? He's like the most well-known glass artist. Okay. Uh, he stopped blowing glass in the, I think, in the mid-'80s um, when he realized he could, I don't want to, talk smack about him but no well yeah, yeah. there's I, <laughs> no, I will i don't have skin in the game uh f- from everything i've read know about him he's kind of got a bit of a warhol thing going too where sure. he's got the factory and he has mm-hmm. people producing it the glass works in yeah. his style now he's obviously right. trained everybody right he hasn't touched it that's what i i understand mm-hmm. yeah um but rich if you ever go you've been to mohegan sun before yeah, because you know um, the the center of the casino uh, where there's the waterfall and there's that big glass sculpture. Yep, that's him. Oh, okay. And you'll yeah. see him uh, all different places. Where where else can you see his work? That's uh, around here. I feel like there's. I feel like I see every now and then you go. You know, maybe some like higher end hotels. Not that I stay in them, but you know, yeah, you walk no, in yeah. and you see the Bellagio it. in Las Vegas is a great spot. Is that the one with all the flowers? The glass mm-hmm. flowers he did. I in I, the lobby. You look yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So you basically hit this fork in the road of opportunity to have a mentor and go that route of right. education or go to school for the education part of where, right. you, where you were going. And you, you went to school. Right. Well, I thought mentor or exploitor. Yeah. I'm going to go to school. So no regrets of passing up the gig with. with no him. regrets. But yeah. questions like, you mm-hmm. know, what would have happened? I don't right. Know. Yeah. You never yeah, know. You know. Um, do, do you, I mean, were you a fan of his early work when he was sure. actually doing it I, I, I said what was so groundbreaking about him like I, I see it and I think it's cool looking but I've I, I lived up in Vermont for quite some time mm-hmm. and I had uh, a couple of friends who were high-end glass blowers of course they were making uh, they weren't it wasn't necessarily it was functional art that, that you could use for certain activities um, but um, a lot of it's really amazing stuff um, but, but yeah, what's, what, what was the big thing about Chihuly? Why did he scale scale? And he figured out that you can make a lot of simple things and put them together to make some grand, huge thing like okay. the chandelier you brought up. Yep. Yeah. Okay, like if you gotcha. take that apart and you just look at one of them, like I could help you make one of those. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's yeah. not necessarily a super. His stuff is just the composition, how we put all the pieces together. Right. Like, technically, is there anything super complex um, about what he does? In the 90s, he had Lino Tagliapietra and Pino Cineretto from Murano come. Okay. And they are, Lino is the world, is the world's best glass blower in the Venetian style. Okay. And Pino is the best solid worker. So he doesn't inflate anything, he just sculpts it. Can you explain the difference in, in those two techniques? What What are those two different so methods. glass blowing you use a blowpipe and you inflate it a mm-hmm. bubble and you shape the bubble and solid working you don't inflate it you just work with a blob and shape it how do you do that without it's hard i was gonna say because it's hard it's it's a different it's completely i, I can't really do it that well okay i can but 
And th- that would be a solid chunk of glass. Not, right. Wow. That's moving and flopping around, and the hotter it is, the more it's flopping around. And I was going to say the timing must have to be like impeccable to get it to the texture yes. or shape you want and have it cool exactly in that position without you right. know falling over right god it sounds like so, uh, almost like musicians playing music together the timing of things and things need to yeah. fit. like yeah it's huh. like if you're a tuba player can you play a flute that's a great question see the, the solid worker is the tuba player okay and the right. blower is the flute player yeah the flautist if you will yes yeah. 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 all right i guess wait what was that word flautist Fla- that's what you call a flute player yeah Oh, flautist. Learn things every day. Yeah, just put that one in the in your back pocket next time you go to the orchestra. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so okay. So we so truly, and then of course at some point he just gets so well known that he's just like takes off and is off right. to the races. But then you mentioned um, you know the Venetian Murano glass and mm-hmm. Venetian glass. The Italians right. are known for. Uh, did they invent glass blowing? Basically, are they kind of like in a way ones? they did? Okay, like the Romans. Okay, the Romans were the first to really uh, figure out how to make a blowpipe and inflate a bubble. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what makes the Murano like? What is Murano glass? Like I've heard of it. I'm aware of what it is, but what makes it so sought after, and why do people love it so much? It's it's a. Uh, well, it's an island. They were all all the glass blowers in Venice were were forced to move to this island because of fire hazards. Oh, they thought they could just burn the island down and not all of Venice if there was a problem. Oh, gotcha. Fire That's pro- how like Murano. A fire protection moat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how it that started. Right. Wow. Yeah, because the fur- the furnaces back then were wood fired. Okay. And there were fires. Yeah. What? All right. This is in my list of dumb questions. I, take me through a little bit of it. I, like, I have no idea. What do you even start with? What is the material that the that you use that you get to melt into the ball before you start blowing? Like, I use nuggets, clear nuggets. glass nuggets. I buy them by the, the ton. Oh, and uh, well, they're pretty heavy. A ton's probably not yeah. as much as you would think. And you can't. It's not made in the United States. I have to get it from Czechoslovakia. Really? It's a huge lighting factory, and they have the furnace that has to be fed a certain amount of glass. And the uh, the nuggets I use are a byproduct of their production of making their lighting. Huh. And how big, wow. are, the, how big are the nuggets are we talking about? Like they look like a um, quarter dime. Like a 50 cent, a half dollar. Okay. Yeah. Right. Perfectly they, round or odd shaped? They look like a, a jellyfish that's been laying on the beach, sort of like a dome, like a clear dome. Oh, yeah. hence probably where it landed it dropped, as it cooled, the flat side's where it was sitting. Right. Oh. It's neat to see how they make it. There's a big spout on the end of the furnace, and it just pours out, and there's a shear that cuts it. And then it drops these little things onto a conveyor belt, and it hits it, and then it kind of melts down into that dome shape. What do they put in the furnace to make the glass that comes out like is it like a granular it's a powder. sand or a, it's powder? a powder yeah it's a soda lime glass so it's the base is silica and then soda ash and lime are the two fluxes that bring the melting point down so there's different types of glass that you could mm-hmm. potentially use what are some of the other kinds yeah there's borosilicate which is what your friend probably used to make the functional Ah, yes. That has a very low <laughs> coefficient of expansion rate. So if you get it hot, it doesn't expand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really use that glass ever. Are, are, is one type easier or more difficult to work with than another? My glass is really hard. 
Okay. Uh, the the flame workers that use the borosilicate glass, they call my glass soft glass, and their glass is hard glass. But really, they should call their glass easy glass. Uh, <laughs> I like it. We're getting a little, little yeah. glass blower yeah. shade, yeah. throwing a little glass yeah, blower right. shade around. That's yeah. Slackers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Take yeah. the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Sure. Nice. You know, now that it kind of does beg the question. Uh, so you've never, uh, you've been exclusively an artist in terms of the, the, the pieces you make. Mm-hmm. You've never gone into the uh, quote-unquote functional direction of like like making bongs and, and pipes for people to smoke weed out of. Bongs and dongs. Uh, I have. Oh, you have? For friends. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. I haven't in a long time. There, and I'm amazed because in that world now, especially since, you know, cannabis has become legal, mm-hmm. um, I mean, don't forget there was a time when, uh, you know, if you had a head shop or if you, in certain states, you had a bong or a oh, yeah. pipe you'd be Big arrested trouble. yeah mm-hmm. like uh, didn't tommy chong get in trouble for that i think or something at one point yeah, yeah probably yeah. but um he went to jail for it yeah he did yeah he totally did um yeah. is there any kind of like uh again like shade or is there any kind of like oh glass blowers there are you know guys that make bongs and pipe they're not real glass blowers or artists because there used to be there's not now okay no no because there's a guy I know, uh, the Sherlock. You're mm-hmm. um, familiar yeah. with that name. He, yep. um, this guy Sherlock. He he makes these you know pieces that you can smoke out of, and he's I, I'd have to say arguably one of the more famous. I'd like to people. suggest we just use the term water pipe. Water pipe, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. That's what I meant. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's amazing. Some of these pieces are going for. I mean, they're tens of thousands, hundred thousands of dollars. Some of yeah. them, right. you know, it's crazy. And I don't know if you'd actually use them. If you maybe some people do, like Diddy P Diddy probably like will use it, or like Snoop. Might, yeah, but I don't think I would. If he and when he's passing, you drop it and it breaks. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> that would be me at that party. Yeah. I would be that oh, guy at the party. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, let me replace that. that. How much was it? That was $36,000. Yeah. Oh, I'll be right back. Take yeah. a check. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can blow the lid off of that. <laughs> okay. Theory. Um, it's money laundering. So oh. the guys who grow Ooh. the weed can't deposit the money right. from growing the weed. Right. So the guys that blow the pipes have these astronomical prices. The grower buys from the blower. Oh. And then... And now, and then he, if he resells it, that's clean money. Yep. Yep. And for the record, I don't do any of this at no, all. No, no. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. But it's the glass world's small. I see what's happening. Like, oh, oh, that makes okay. sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's money washed. Mm-hmm. So now you got a store that rang in a $5,000 water pipe and right. was right. paid for with cash. Right. Right. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So there's a side business here. Like six theories running through my head right now. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking my wheels are turning as well. Um, Hmm. If I asked you to make me a bong, would you make me one? No. All right. That's fine. Hmm. Um, So then you get to. uh, (laughs) I said water pipe. You said it wrong. Whatever. So, all right. So, so you get out of your first. Sorry, sorry for the side. Still, yeah, we yeah. go on tangents here. You're gonna. Yeah. You're just have oh, to, me too. I have ADD really bad. I'm still, right. I'm still right, not over the bongs and dongs. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a yeah, good one. I like it. Um, all right. So, you, so you uh, you left the internship, yep. uh, and, and then what? What was your next step? Uh, then I went to RIT. Oh, right after, for, and then for RIT. That, yeah, um, which was interesting. So I showed up there um, already knowing how to blow glass, and. No one else, like the, all of the people in my, my group of um, kids in my class, no one knew how to blow glass. I was better than the grad students. 
Wow. Because I had this huge head start. And um, so it was, it was great because it gave me the opportunity just to use all of the studio time to make work. Right. And not have to learn how to make the work. Did you learn things there? I mean, were the tons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you got to use a lot of your time more towards creativity rather than trying to achieve a goal that they knew you could already achieve that they were right. teaching the other students. Right. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I imagine at that age you couldn't afford or didn't have your own. What's the thing called? Just a, a, a hot shop, hot shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you didn't have your own hot shop. So no. that was great. But I always wanted to have one. So I had sort of an end goal. Yeah. Yeah. And you leave. So then you graduate from RIT. Mm-hmm. What's the next step after that? Uh, I moved back to Rhode Island um, and then started to build a hot shop. Nice. Right. In Wakefield? No, in Providence. Oh. Yeah, in this old mill building, which was a huge mistake because- well, How come? Uh, it was just off the beaten path. You know, it was the, the, the temptation was low rent. Sure. Right. I was going to say there's so much old mill space yeah. that, you know- and they're, yeah. and they're all getting kind of fixed up, but yeah. you know, they're, they're getting better now, but yeah. Yeah. where in Providence was it? 69 Tinkley street. Where's that? Uh, it was like right off Harris Ave. Where's that? <laughs> I don't know where any of this. What part of the city? Probably due South of the Providence place mall along the railroad tracks. Oh, okay. 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 Between there and Olneyville. All right. 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 Um, so how long were you there for? About a year. All right. And then what? Uh, then I reconnected with, um, Woody Woodring, who I worked with at Thames Glass, who had a Block Island connection. What? Well, what, what's that connection? Uh, she used to work out there in the summers, um, and she was living in Wakefield. And she's like, you know, she said, "Why don't you? Why don't we start a studio in Wakefield? Like, get out of here." Yeah. What year was this about? Two thousand. All right. So we're talking twenty some yeah. years ago. Twenty-two years ago. Wow. So I found uh, an old gas station right on Main Street in Wakefield and uh, moved all my equipment down there. Um, and I, it was really small. It was only like 800 square feet. Well, that is small. Yeah, and the building mm-hmm. still had the garage-shaped door. Uh, were yeah. the actual garage doors still on it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so in the summer, I've been, or even in the shoulder seasons, you go by and the doors would be open to let the air Yeah, it was like an outdoor in. glass studio. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Yeah, there were two gla- gas explosions in that building before I moved in. How many after? None. Okay, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a plus. But yeah. I, I have pictures of like the roof blown off and- like, whoa. Wow. Yeah. There were big cracks in the wall. You could see where the explosions moved all the bricks apart. Quick question. You said wood earlier for the, you know, that island. They wanted them to be out there. What do you do now? Gas? Is that what Natural you, gas. Natural like, gas. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I did have propane there, which was awful. It's, How come? It's way more expensive. Oh. Mm. Right. You pay for the tanks and the deliveries and all yeah, that, all that versus, stuff. Yeah, a lot right. more labor intensive to get yeah. propane yeah. into your building than it is to get uh, piped in gas. But all right. So you so take you, over this twice exploded gas station <laughs> and, you, and <laughs> you had a partner now, Woody. Yeah, Woody. So she would sell the glass for me and I'd make the glass. Oh, she, she wasn't, she didn't blow glass herself. No, no, no interest. So what was her impetus to partner up with you on a, she was just she loved. She loved glass. Okay. She um, knew a good thing when she saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and she was great at it at Thames Glass. Okay. And at that time, she wasn't working there anymore. And she knew, she had tons of contacts from all of the wholesale accounts that Thames Glass had. 
And when you started out uh, there, and and this is the building you're still in right now. No. Okay, you move. We'll talk about the, where, yeah. where you moved. But when you're at that that first location, what primarily what were you making? Bongs. You were. <laughs> no, I was not. Uh, <laughs> all right, you got He's me. more of a dong guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of vases, bowls, okay, ornaments, um, whatever, whatever people wanted, I would make it. And how would you describe your style at that point? And like, it was a clear um, white glass, or was it color? This is like... my the toughest question to ask me. What my style is? Okay, uh, I've worked for, for so many people and worked with so many people and learned from so many people that I don't really have a style. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the that's a style in um, itself. I'm yeah. like a studio yeah. musician that can hop in and play anybody's music i was just going to use that analogy because yeah. it's a similar thing guess you know, what you're too slow i know <laughs> oh, i know he's obviously he's, to he's not yeah. not too tough to you know he's got beat your me to the number punch. Yeah. yeah but it's true it's you know it's people a, ask me they're like what do you play i'm like well everything. sometimes i play this sometimes i play that you know sometimes right. just slap it all together and see what mm-hmm. happens okay so so you develop your own style right and would you say over the years it's 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 evolved and changed a lot, or are, do you kind of find yourself going back to the same uh, a certain bag of tricks that you've put together? You know, yeah, I've had to like tone it down. Tone. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, I could. I love to make wine glasses, goblets. Okay, like seventeenth century style. I have a bunch. Really? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, cool. I think so. If they were the ones you're talking about, um, mine have the little block island on the front, like. Well, okay, that, that's a stemless wine glass. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. It's okay. But yeah. No, we make a lot of those. It's a traditional uh, shopping stop at Christmas time for yeah. me at the glass station. Okay. So. And we'll get into the new one soon, but. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so you, um, so, okay. So you, so you're making wine glasses and, mm-hmm. and ornaments and all that stuff. Yeah. And then uh, how long was Woody with you? Or is she still? Uh, she's still in my life. We had a kid together. Oh, okay. Um, but we split up in 2006. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then and and then you're still at the gas station though. No. Nope. So so when did you move? Well, so we split up and then I stayed there and just did it by myself for years and then I met Jen uh 10 years ago. Um and I was still in my old space and then the landlord of that place had grand visions for the building so he asked me to scram ah. which kind of sucked i was very like traumatized by it like oh my god this is gonna kill my career yeah oh you see um, i thought you moved because of you mm-mm. oh okay jen wanted to move but i'm like i can't move this is my baby like, yep yeah yeah, yeah you get place. that yeah but she wasn't attached to it all and she's like evan this place is so small like this is limiting you in ways that you can't see um so when I had to move, there was a space just down the street for rent that I'd always thought would be a great studio. It was an old Napa. Actually, it was built to be a car dealership. Yeah. It was Napa for years. And I think an appliance um, store did a little run in there. They were there and there. Briefly. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then I heard about your move. Yeah. So then we moved in there and the rent was three times as much as my old place, which was terrifying. Yeah. Oof. Um. But we, in, in two months, we put that paste, place together. We uh, drywalled all the walls. It was all like 70s wood paneling and like shag carpet floor. <laughs> Most of the places I've ever purchased. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. uh, 
as I look back, like being asked to leave my old studio was like the best thing that ever happened to me. So Jen was right. She was right. Don't you hate it when that happens? Uh, she's always right. God, I know. know. She's always right. Sometimes our, um, our sentimental attachment to things blinds us a little bit. Sure. You know, and yeah. you also, sometimes a move to bigger and better things is not good. You know, I've right. seen restaurants make them. I can only speak in the restaurant language because mm -hmm. that's what I did. And I've watched restaurants that had amazing food, amazing atmosphere, amazing. Mm -hmm. And then they blow out three walls. And as soon as they do that, you're not getting the same yeah. service. You're not getting the same product, but uh, you want to know how the rumor mills are. I heard that, the old landlord tripled your rent, and that's why you moved. So this this fills me in on lots of stuff. Well, he did that. That's partially true. Well, okay. So I it said, what would it take to, to let, you, let me stay here? And he said, well, triple the rent. Yeah. Oh. Well, the bills are a real thing. And uh, speaking yeah. of bills, we have some to pay as well. So oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're going to have to take a quick break and check in with our sponsors. And uh, we'll be right back with Evan Horton. Cooler? Check. Ice? Check. Drinks? Check. That's everything. All right, let's head down to Fishworks. All right, I'm excited for this trip. I am too. And I, you know what's cool about Fishworks is, I mean, hey, today we're going to go out and try and catch some uh, striped bass, right? But you can get bluefish, fluke, sea bass, bonito, whatever's in season. Yeah, you can book a light tackle or fly fishing morning charter with Captain Chris for up to three people. Right. Oh, wait a minute. I invited some friends, so we might have to go out on the Harley with Captain Hank because uh, they do half trips and full day trips for up to six people. Oh, and Captain Hank is a hoot. And of course, the shop, you know, the Fishworks Tackle Shop, they have everything you need, including pointers. If you don't want to go on a charter, they can sell you what you need, tell you where to go and how to do it. Yeah, totally. I think I might pick up uh, a hat and a T-shirt, too, because their merchandise is so on point. Yeah, good looking stuff. They're located at 40 Ocean Avenue and they're open every day in season and great merchandise. They really do have some cool stuff. And uh, if you want to check it out online, you can purchase all year long at www.bifishworks.com. All right. How cool is that? Ah, I love it. All right. Let's go catch some fish. Hey, Rich, I feel like I need some exercise. Let's go run the Block Island Triathlon. Um, I'm more into low impact. How about a gentle paddle? Oh, sure. Well, we could go explore the Great Salt Pond on a kayak or paddleboard from Ford Island Kayaks. Yeah, they and you know they have the Hobie pedal boards, too. You ever try one of those out? It's like a bike on water. I've heard about that. They've also got the Peekaboo Glass Bottom Kayak. Yeah, and you can rent all their stuff by the hour, or half day, full day, or even a whole week. If you're going to stay for a week, you can reserve a, a kayak for a week. Yeah, but you know what? You might want to make a reservation if your group is six or more. That's a hot tip for you. Well, that's a good tip. I like it. So uh, basically, you go explore the Great Salt Pond. It's got hidden coves. There's the oyster farms out there, the marinas. Andy's Way is great, you know? Yeah, it's super cool. And it's operated by, and it's located adjacent to our friends at the BI Fishworks place. Oh, nice. All right. Well, you can hear everything we just talked about and more if you go to the BIFishworks.com, or you can give them a call at 401 466 Nine two. You know what my favorite thing to do on a paddleboard is? What's that? I like to bring a sandwich with me and paddle out to Andy's way and just kind of camp out there and eat my sandwich. It's like finding your own private spot. I just try to not get sand in my sandwich. Well, better in your sandwich than your shorts. That's my motto. Yeah, good point. Hey, Rich, guess who I'm dressed as? Uh, let's see, you got crown, beard, trident. Are you a professional wrestler? No, I'm King Neptune, duh. Oh, sorry, King Neptune. Oh, you know what? 
the Neptune, that reminds me, I got some family coming out and they're going to stay up at the Neptune house. Oh yeah. I love that place. They've got 23 modern condo style units, right? Yeah. What's great is they've all got full kitchens with full size refrigerators. You know, maybe you don't want to eat out every night. You want to you know, make something at home or maybe you caught some fresh fish that day and you want to cook it on your own. Right. You know what else? They've got great views and a heated pool, tennis courts, gas grills, picnic tables. They've even got a game room with a pool table for the kiddies. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got everything you need to, to stay there and enjoy a great visit on Block Island. Sammy and the staff, they're always on hand. If you need anything, they're they're right there for you. Sammy is so sweet and so nice. And you know what? The staff's great, and the best part is the location is awesome. You're tucked away from the hustle and bustle of downtown, but you're still a short walk to everything, the beaches, uh, restaurants, you name it. Yeah, I don't think there could be a better location. And, you know, they fill up quick in the summer, but the shoulder season is a great time to visit them as well. They they rent spring and fall. Uh, check their website, uh, neptunehouse.com. Surf's up, dude. Bro, what am I going to do? I'm out of surfboard wax. I wish there was a surf shop here on Block Island. Guess what? You're in luck because there is Diamond Blue Surf Shop. Oh, my God. I love that place. But you know what, Rich? It's so much more than just a surf shop. Oh, yeah. Diamond Blue is located at the four-way at Bridgegate Square. Cool. That's on my way to the beach. And you know what? When I'm there, I think I might get a new bathing suit. But they also have hats, uh, sunglasses, footwear, surfwear, everything. Yeah, they got tons. Of great place to Christmas shop, even if it's summertime. But they, they also do rentals. They'll rent surfboards, paddleboards, wetsuits, boogie boards, kayaks and beach chairs yeah and you know what if you don't know what you're doing on a surfboard unlike ourselves obviously yeah, of course they have lessons by some of the island's most experienced surf instructors rich check this out i never stood up on a surfboard until last summer and it was all because of Diamond Blue. Judy was out there giving the kids some lessons, and I just went out with them, and I caught a wave. Wow, that that's awesome. Maybe I'll try it. I don't sure. know. I'm a little nervous, but not with those instructors. Uh, so listen, stop down and visit Jen and the gang. They're all so fun and friendly. Jen's a longtime island local, super cool and groovy. And, you know, their merchandise, if, if you know if you can't make it in the store, go online and uh, check them out. Yeah. What's that website address again? DiamondBlueBI.com. Okay, so now the rent's been tripled, but you're you're in your new place now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, is it bigger? It's bigger than 800 square feet now. It's about 3,000 square feet. Okay, so you have mm-hmm. more room. Yeah. Um, and I can ima- I have to imagine that to blow glass, you're going to need plenty of space to maneuver, move around. That's the one problem with this space. Okay. It's not an ideal space to blow glass in. It's like a long, narrow room. I call it the submarine studio. <laughs> okay. Um, it works, but it's a lot of walking around. Okay. If it was a square, I could have all my um, equipment closer together. A lot yeah. more pivoting rather than strolling yeah. back and forth. Yeah, but it's a minor complaint. Yeah. yeah. And you have your retail space. Right right, right there. So is it? It's I'm, gorgeous. I, is it? I haven't been in. Oh. Obviously. Is it like an open kitchen, like in a restaurant where you yeah. can look in and see you at work mm-hmm. while people are shopping and doing yeah. that kind of thing? Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's super And they're cool. watching. I'll turn around and say hi and give a wave. But yeah. And then drop molten glass on your hand and scream. Oh, I, I have. Yeah, I have. Yep. Yeah, it's got to oh. be dangerous. I don't I don't. Yeah. Know. You know, it's like a beekeeper. Does a beekeeper get stung? Of course he gets stung. Right. That's true. So I get burned. I go, oh, oh, I got burned. Oh, well. Part right. of it. You just get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. it's a 
it's in every trade. I've cut myself. You've gotten way too drunk. You know, yeah, I get. You know, yeah, you know, <laughs> sure. Yeah, kind of, absolutely. You know, yeah. Comes, with the, comes with the territory. Big time. Yeah, yeah. It's problems. What else do you do at the studio? Do you just do you know make and sell glass? Not like that's all. You know, is that all you do? But do you do any studio time for other glass blowers? Do you do any lessons? Do you do anything like that? I do everything. Oh, I do too much. I have I've had to start saying no. All right. Yeah. That that wraps it up. Thanks Uh, for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I do everything. Everything. No, we were teaching classes for a while. Uh, That got really crazy. Um, The pandemic turned that off, you know. Right. You can't really be germ free in a glass studio. And it's tough to show someone how to blow glass via Zoom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I was, I do make glass for other artists too. Um, like lighting parts. Oh, okay. So like custom request of chandeliers or whatever, that kind of stuff. Uh, well, lamp parts, like the stem of a lamp. Yeah. It'd be like a glass ball with two holes in it that slides over the the shaft of the lamp. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, I have a question. Um, Simon Pierce Mm -hmm. up in Vermont. Yep. My mom was just crazy about it. it was like this. It was like the suburban mom thing mm-hmm. in, you know, New England is like, oh, Simon Pierce class. Oh, God, we got a Simon Pierce class. Uh, yeah. Simon Pierce. I'm a fan. You are. Big fan. Okay. All right. That was a question. He, uh, uh, I don't know a lot about Simon personally, mm-hmm. but I know he, I think it was Irish, came over here. He was a glass blower in, in Ireland and just brought that whole skill here and turned it into an Irish glass factory here. Okay. All right. So he's legit. He's you legit. Respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I right. Well, that's a good answer. But he is a bit like Shahuli now. He right. doesn't he doesn't do it anymore. That, wow. Right. He it's huge. His yeah. operation is enormous now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just wondering if it was like another one of those like Hummel figurine scams my mom was getting <laughs> into. You know, like it's you got the limited Wait, that was a one. scam. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. I oh, forgot. Man. You should see his Hummel collection; it's mm-hmm. excellent. Um, but anyway, okay. So sorry, I that was yeah. a little sidebar. I just I did want to ask about. Yeah, that. no, I, I like their work. Okay, cool. Um, so and uh, you know what? Another question I had. Uh, besides bongs and dongs, do you get any other strange requests for? you know things um all kinds of stuff can i make a baby yoda oh oh yeah and someone might listen to this what was the answer fuck no <laughs> <laughs> no uh, no i don't do that yeah. but you do will you occasionally do something if it's of, of a reasonable request i mean it yeah I, my daughter's an artist and she said once you start there's certain things once you start doing it becomes it loses a creative mm-hmm. aspect you know what i mean there's the there's the furniture maker who makes furniture and you know chisels wood mm-hmm. and then there's the furniture maker who you say build me this and here's a picture of exactly what i want and everything now it just becomes a chore rather than right you know you did do uh, i hope we're allowed to talk about this you did do a special one for for us yeah for, but we had a little connection that we may or may not reveal right l- later but it was a it was a Patriots, uh, like a football, right? Is mm-hmm. that what we did? Yeah, that was yeah. really cool. Super It cool. came out very nice. I'm going to see if I can get a picture of that. And um, That was a fun thing to make. Was that a fun one to make? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, it certainly wasn't a baby Yoda. That's <laughs> no. what I'm going to Yeah. I was going to ask, but I get now butterflies, uh, you know, stuff that people like, like maybe yeah. their spirit animal. Right, right. Well, 
you know. My new- spirit animal's rich, so oh, yeah. I would ask yeah. to make a life-size glass. Dong. Oh. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he doesn't do dongs. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to make? Like, is there something... I mean, I'm imagining you're so busy now that you probably don't just blow glass just for kicks on your own to make things, or maybe you do. Sometimes I do. What What do you like? To, like, I, I pull out like the that 17th century glass blowing that's stuff. Okay. Like a serpent stem goblet. All right. All right. Dolphin stem goblets. Okay. Stuff that is impossible for me to sell, but I just like to make it. Impossible. Yeah. Why? Because nobody wants it or you just, it's, it would be too high priced or like there's no market for it. Uh, all of that. Okay. Okay. But, yeah. I'd have to charge a lot for it. And then people are like, well, what do I do with this thing? Right. Some yeah. of your sea life ones I think are so cool. Um, the, the, there's a whale, you know, uh, the, the squid mm-hmm. whale. I mean, they're really, really cool pieces. I gotta go. I, mean, I gotta can't believe go. I haven't been there yet. You gotta go pick something up for um, it's a Christmas present. I will. Shh, don't tell her. Okay. Um, I won't, but you'll, you'll love the shop. It's really I can't good. wait. I'm going. Do you think we should move on to the Block Island float? Yeah, we have to get there. I, mean, I don't want to run out of time. Everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah talk yeah, about get, the floats. Get to the floats. Get the Well, that's what I can't talk about. What? Install top secret. <laughs> All of it? No. Well, we'll go question by question, and you can either plead the fifth or yeah. or answer yeah. away. So tell us a little bit about the birth of the – so for those of you who don't mm. know, the Block Island Flow Project, if you live under a, a, a different rock than us, is a uh, – it's a float treasure hunt. Uh, Eben uh, and the glass station and his wife, I believe, um, yep. make these glass floats, and they're numbered, and they're – they're hidden around the island each year, a certain amount. We're going to get a little more details. And people go nuts, hence my opening with the crying. And the people go nuts looking for these things. And so uh, so take it away. Tell us a little bit about when did this happen and, and how? It first happened when I was 19. Uh, one day at the place I was working, we were making paperweights. And they all had little cracks in them. So they were unsellable. And uh, David was the guy I was working for. He was really pissed off. And he's like, just throw them out. And I said, you can't throw these away. Like, what a waste of our time. Like, I'll take them. So I, I took them. There were like 10 or 15 of them. Um, and I just was looking. I'm like, what can I do with these things? I think I should hide them. I think <laughs> I'm going to hide these on beaches in uh, Middletown and Little Compton. So I went with my girlfriend at the time. We hid them. And I never expected any feedback from it. And I never got any like, but I'm certain that people found them and were like, what the hell is this doing here? Okay. Yeah. But you never like announced it as a, no. that you were doing. No, it, it was okay. a, a random act of kindness. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then I never did it again until I started the glass flow project. Um, when the great recession happened, my business really slowed down and like, I'm just sitting around my shop like, wow, this really sucks. I gotta, I gotta come up with some like thing to save my soul. Um, and I was thinking like, well, what was the, what's something unique I could do? And I thought about that, that time I hid glass and thought, I think I should do that. Genius. And so then when did that, and so, but you changed from paperweights to the floats. Right. I th- and for our listeners uh, who don't know, can you explain what a float is or what it initially was? A float is a, it's to hold up a fishing net. Right. So the Japanese were the most known, well known for this of using glass fishing fishing floats, um, 
and you can find them still. Ones from like the 70s are still laying on beaches. So at one point, the glass floats were actually a functional piece of fishing gear. Right. Yeah. It was and before the invention of styrofoam and plastic. It exactly. Was, they would, and then you would put, have you ever seen them with the net around them? I so have. yeah, so that's what that, and then yeah. net is like this encasement and then the the, the rope hangs down and holds mm-hmm. up the fishing line and fishing nets and stuff. Yeah. I ch- I wanted to use the float as like the the object for the project because they're very fast to make. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. A bubble is the simplest form. Right, cuz it's just you you blow out right. a thing and there it is. Right. Yep. If I was to make paperweights and hide those, it would be quadruple the material and a lot more time yep. to let them cool down and well, plus in the glass float, I mean, it's got this cool nautical connection. You're in Rhode right. Island. You're, you know, on the Right. On the I coast. feel like it's something that has been found on beaches on Block Island. Actually, no, they have been found. Sure. Yeah. There's some of yeah. them yeah. in the historical society. Yeah. Right. Plus the Block Island bong project doesn't sound right. the same. Right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have quite have the same yeah. family-friendly yeah. vibe, I guess. Although a lot of people throw the word orb around. I mean, is that right. something they made up? Uh, when I first started it, a friend of mine said, you should call them orbs. And I said, well, they're not orbs, they're floats. And so I called them floats. Uh, it's what they are. But yes, half the people out there call them orbs. Yeah. And I just rolled it. I'm like, okay, yeah, they're orbs too. You know, orbs, so. Idiots. People call yeah. us a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, our yeah. names too. And we just None of it's correct. To, no, no. <laughs> we just kind of deal with it. No, it's all lies. And so did you target, you, when you started this project, was it specifically for Block Island? Or was it yeah, just... Yeah, it oh, was. So how did that come about and um, why? When I started dating Woody, we'd go out to Block Island and see her friends out there. And I just fell back in love with the island um, and saw more of it than I had ever seen because I was always stuck around the harbors. Um, you found a new appreciation for Block Island. I did. Yeah. And then we were out there. So I've, I've never told this story. Oh, are you okay? But this is a very pivotal moment for the creating of the Glass Float Project. Um, wow. Yeah, there was a hit-and-run accident out there. Um, there was a band called Hip Logic playing for a wedding, and then they played at Club Soda. And they were staying... <sighs> oh, the gas. Probably. I remember this. Yeah, I was out there during that. Oh, I was boy, there yeah. for the wedding they played at. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, no, they were playing at, at a different wedding. Um. But I met all these guys. They were staying in the, the bed and breakfast we were staying at. And then in the middle of the night, I'm asleep and I get woken up to this person like sobbing in tears. And he was the guy, the driver that hit his bandmate. And the bandmate's wife was sleeping in the room on the other side of me. And then I hear the police come and knock on her door and tell her that her husband Oof. has been killed. Yeah. And then I put two and two together. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then I start thinking, you know, this island needs something healthy out here. Like something else to, for people to do. You're right yep, about that. Yep, very good. Yeah. And uh, so that happened years before I actually started the Glass Float Project. But that was like a, the seed, like yeah, to do something. Because the that. Float Project's great. I mean, yeah. it's, there's nothing, you know, 
it's just a great uh, a great thing for people to do. Mm-hmm. You're, you're outside. You're in it, even just when the seek word came along, COVID came along. It was still a great. Yeah, you, know, you could go along with just great. your your partner or you by mm-hmm. yourself. You didn't need a. You know, yeah. it's sort of like the the most amazing geocaching kind of search you could ever do, except there's no website to try to find. There's no answers. No. Mm -mm. Geocaching has answers. Yes, I know. Trust me. I'm telling you. All right. So this, you you get this idea. Yeah. Um, And so I, it's hard to reflect back on it. Like this was 10 years ago. I started this. Yeah. And Um, so how long before the, the incident um, with the the guy from the band until you started it? Ballpark. Eight, eight years. Eight years. Okay. Yeah, so that, yeah. wow. So you thought about, so w- when that incident happened, did you immediately think of the glass float project or you no. just said uh, block Island needs block something. Island needs something. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, I, I just felt like block Island was kind of two dimensional. Um, you could go there and sit on the beach or go out drinking. Um, not necessarily in that order either. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? the, the trails were still there, but no yeah. one really knew. Not many people knew about them. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know about them. Um, well, and it was a slow growth, the nature walks and all that stuff. Yeah. It, you know, it was coming into its own during that time, mm-hmm. you know, and they were, I, I remember they were, I mean, they, it was always plenty of places to go, but they were yeah. actually putting up the stairs and the yeah. signage and yeah. you were starting to get maps of where you could, you know, mm-hmm. they were starting to really map out that conservancy land and yeah. places to walk and stuff. And when you decided that, you were going to do the glass floats on block Island and Mm -hmm. hide them. Did you just make a bunch of floats and bring them out and just hide them and not tell anyone? Or did you communicate with someone? But I thought that would be naughty. Okay. Um, (laughs) No, I did all the right things. You know, it's like building a house without getting a building permit. Right, 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 right. So Um, who, who was your point of contact? Who did you first call? Zena Clark. Zena. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Woody was great friends with Zena for a long time. And okay. So I knew her through that. Yeah. Um, and I told her about the idea and she was really excited. Like, wow, this is really cool. Uh, come out to a, a Block Island Tourism Council meeting and, and let's pitch it. And half the people thought it was really neat. And the other half thought I was crazy. And like, they were both right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. But they obviously, uh, the half that liked the idea was enough to get, mm-hmm. it, get it off the ground. Yeah. And so, by the way, anyone that lives on Block Island calling anyone else crazy is yeah. the most absolute <laughs> case of the pot calling the kettle black I've ever seen. So yeah. don't feel bad. So so they half loved it, half was like, whatever. But what was the next step? You, I mean, there was no... I had like, to apply for... Um, so I'm trying to think back. The first thing I did was I applied for a grant through the Rhode Island State Council of the Arts, okay. RISCA, and they gave me a little seed money. So then I told the Tourism Council that they gave me half of what I asked for. Would they meet the other half? And that was where, like, the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But uh, they said, all right, let's try it. Cool. And uh, it was a wise choice. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so you, how did you form the, because nobody, you personally go out and hide the floats, correct? Or at first you did? At or? first I did. Okay. So how did anyone else know where they were? Or nope, you? Only me. 
Okay. And now I know that the floats are numbered. So you mm-hmm. can, if you find one, you can register it right. and say, Hey, I found this one. Were the first right. ones numbered? Yes. Okay. okay. So they've always been numbered mm-hmm. ever since they and began, dated and dated. Mm-hmm. All right. And was there always like a registration thing where you could log on and like, yes. be like, Hey, I found that. Wow. Yeah. So this, this concept was fully formed as we know it now. The registration was, uh, Jess Swilly's idea. Okay. I didn't, I didn't really think about that one. Right. right. uh, Now, do you have people who have since found floats from before the registration process that have been like, oh, I'm going to register this float that I found five, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. Do you know that? I don't know. Jess would probably know that. She would know that. I'm sure. I think the cool part is finding one that's dated like four years before you found it. Yeah. That's oh, did that happen? Obviously, oh, that yeah, must yeah. happen. That's what I'm saying. There's been some that were hidden. What Do you uh, do you know of any? What's the longest you've ever heard of? Uh, um, I've heard of one like four years. Like, you know, it was found. Last year, someone found one from the second year. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And and how many years is this now? Twenty. Ten years? Ten years? Ten yeah. years. Okay. Wow. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Ten years I've been doing this. It's crazy. And it's crazy just the phenomenon that it's become. I mean, yeah. you've literally got people planning their vacations to Block Island based around finding these orbs. I know. I'm and sorry, floats. The new word I heard was they're orbivores. Yes. Orbivores. Yes. Orbsessed. What do they know? Orbsessed. Should be glass float of vores. Float. Yeah. Yeah. Floatologists. Float. Floatologists. Float. Floatologies. Floatists. New by your by welcome. definition. <laughs> You're, thank you so much. Floatus. So, I've seen pictures of people with like magnets on their car, the you know, research team block island oh, float yeah. prod, you know, the people yeah. go wiggy or and mm-hmm. you just recently had a big uh big boost in publicity with a special this past winter on CBS, right? Yeah, that that blew my mind. That that was like I, I'm sorry, what you want I, to, how did that happen? Um, and, and what was that? CBS like the Sunday morning CBS show? Sunday morning. Okay. Yeah. How did that go down? Um, obviously your agent must've gotten a call. (laughs) Well, so the New York times did a a piece about the, the flow project. It was really beautifully written and the producer and Martha Teichner, who was the correspondent, both read that story the same morning and they both unknowing to each other contacted the higher ups and said, we should do a story on this. And they thought, well, if they're both telling us, well, we'll, okay. Right. Wow. Yeah. So when did they come out and interview you? Last October. Okay. So this past fall, mm-hmm. 21. Yeah. And when did it air? Uh, like a month ago? Yeah. yeah. About a that month way. ago. And yeah. what was the response? I mean, you did you, your studio must have, your phone must have been ringing off the hook. Yeah. A lot of people called me asking me about where to stay on Block Island. And, <laughs> and like, uh-huh. Yeah, I saw that special on CBS. So where do I get the best breakfast <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I'm out on the island? Hey, who's got know? the best lobster roll? <laughs> yeah. Is there, you got any coupons for mopeds? Or is it, yeah, you know, yeah. But so You had, know whose phone rang off the hook? Sorry to interrupt. Was uh, Lars at the Chamber of Commerce. He told me like oh, a week great. or two after that. That's the, great. The, the Chamber's phone went bananas. Wow. So, you know, clearly it's working. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, so have you seen an uptick in sales based on after the CBS? Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Yep. And I was kind of like grumpy about it. (laughs) 
<laughs> about the like, sales or about the just like making a, me work harder. You are a true artist, aren't you? You're yeah, you're like, kind of always a little like, grumpy. Oh, publicity, yeah. God, the, all these people. I know. I, I oh. felt like he was an egg. It took me like four hammers to get through the shell. That's why. Yeah, to get him to agree. Like to the seventh come on time the I talked to him, I was in. The, well, no, I had talked to him before yeah. them in the shop. <laughs> Finally, like the seventh time, he came out of the back room and was like, "Hey, Rich, what's happening?" You know, and I was like. I think I've been accepted. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of how I Well, thought. it's funny. Over the last year or however long, you know, Rich is like, I think I got Evan on the hook. I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to do it. And then I'm, he's like, yeah, no, he's not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. I just, I don't like to talk about myself. Yeah, 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 well, it's, uh, it's fine. I mean, you're yeah. doing a good job so far. Yeah, you're, so far you're you not coming great. off like a jerk or no, no not trust at all. me we no. we know that's our job we we're, yeah we'll yeah. take the flack that's the nice that thing about part, coming on the know? podcast you're at least you know you're not going to be the stupidest no, person in the room because no. there's two of us very here. seldom um but uh so that's so that's i mean so back to the floats so when you're uh, now you obviously don't go out there and hide them yourselves anymore i still do oh you do yeah it's hard though okay why because uh, everybody people, knows what he looks like people know what i look like now and if they see me, then they're like, well, there must be floats around here. And like, I, I do get followed. Really? Yeah. That yeah. is insane. I think it's, from now on, is. he should be the decoy. Like he uh, goes west and the real people hiding them go east. And then like you have like a backpack full of things and then mm-hmm. you like hide something and someone goes and it's just yeah. like a sandwich, like a peanut butter sandwich or something. Yeah, empty I don't know, vodka something bottle. Weird. Yeah, just weird <laughs> objects like. Bag know, of dog poop. Bag yeah, of dog poop. Good. Yeah, with a note in it. That'd be, uh-huh. Here's your orb. Right? In I got a, your orb right here. In an orb. Yeah, in, in, a, or- in a glass float. <laughs> now, the, the, the floats are all, um, I've seen, actually uh, have a couple, but uh, they're clear glass. Mm-hmm. But you've done some variations on them, don't Every you? Every year, so it's 2022 now, I'll do 22 colored ones. Okay. So Next year, I'll do 23. Wow. All right. And did you did a, a special, a COVID one, didn't you? I that did. shaped like the, the... Rona. We call it the Rona. The Rona. That was found? Yep. Someone God. someone got the Rona. Wow. What yeah. are some of the other kind of specialty ones uh, you've done? Last year, I was really torn. Like, I didn't want to do that again. Like, I'm so tired of coronavirus stuff. So I yeah. joined the club. Yeah. I thought, you know... I would do something more true to what you would find on a beach. So I made glass lobster pot buoy for number number one. Oh, that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. They're really fun to make. It's Wait, like, you say number one. So number one is always the number special one, one is always a special one. It used to be that they were gold leafed. Yeah. I've yes. seen a couple yeah. of those. Yeah. 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 Uh, one year I was melting silver glass in my furnace and I made a silver glass one for number one. Um, Jess has one of those. I made one for her. That's I've, super cool. And I've seen the uh, pumpkin. The pumpkin is like the top secret thing. Oh. Like, I don't even put that in like, I just don't even talk about it. I just okay. make them and hide Forget it. I said it. Forget <laughs> I said it. What pumpkin? Nope, we nothing. We can't talk about Pumpkin club. Yeah. And we'd have yeah. to kill you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this never happened. And so what, 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 you know, do you, what do you look for in a hiding place? Like, or, and, and, and how, how hard is it to find? Do you? you I've never found one. You've never found no, one? No, I've never. Well, I did find the, when we hid the Rona, uh, we thought it would be found pretty quickly. Huh. So so my wife, Jen, hid it. Okay. And uh, I thought, well, we should go check it. So we, we sailed out to Block Island and then hiked out to where it was. And she goes, Jen says, I, I don't remember where I hid it. <laughs> So we really had to have a legitimate float hunt, her and I, and it took about an hour. So you knew the and vicinity, you just couldn't. I found it, yeah. and I felt that, like, 
joy of the like, rush. Oh my oh, god, people! I found one. Oh, yeah. wow. rush. Yeah. Mm, I've never really seen one found by somebody, but I've heard people find them like out on Clayhead, like screaming. Yeah. Now, do yeah. you own stock in the companies that make like the lotion for poison ivy and the antibiotics <laughs> oh for uh, Lyme disease? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's the real reason I go. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was wondering, I'm wondering how many people get Lyme disease yeah. looking for floats. But I've never gotten poison ivy out there. No, it's not all. I, it's I have a lot. trained eye for it. Yeah. So I never. I, I mean, I don't hide them all anymore, but like, well, I would never hide them near it. What I find that the poison ivy and black island, it's either non-existent or it's so everywhere. in your face, yeah. you, mm-hmm. you know, you, it's huge. Yeah. But you do have, and you don't have to give anybody's names away, you do have the team now, the mm-hmm. hiders. There's a few of them, right? Yep. And uh, I, I know one of them, tight lip doesn't. Yeah, no, the one, yeah, no, no well, believe me, the no. secret is safe. They are very good. Well, the, I think they get just as much joy on the other end as the people doing the hunting. Yep. You know, the... Yeah, like hide and seek's a fun game for both the person hiding and the person seeking, and they seem to, you know, this this grin comes when you ask him, say, "I heard maybe you're one of the hiders of the," and they just maybe. slowly this big <laughs> grin cracks. They're like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> How many yeah. do you hide each season? Uh, I commit to five hundred and fifty. Oh, that many! But sometimes I make more. Wow, I just oh. can't stop sometimes. And uh, for our listeners, if you've never gone uh, float hunting before, uh, where should people be looking for these things? Above the high tide line on beaches. Okay. Um, and on the greenway trails within about three feet of the trails. Okay. Like within arm's reach. Okay. So right. they're not like. Nobody needs a machete. Yeah. Right. To, yeah. yeah. Um, I've heard some are like in hidden in the rock walls or something sometimes or responsibly. Hidden. Respo- certainly. Certainly. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah in, can, I like to hide them in trees. I was going to say, yeah, I've heard of people find them in trees. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. knot holes. Now, do you ever put, you can't, I mean, cause once there's a hiding spot, can you, do you reuse a hiding spot? I mean, probably, sometimes, sometimes. Okay. So I have my favorites. Okay. Yeah. Right. And there, and this takes place. Over the course of the whole season, you don't right. hide. If you make five hundred, you don't hide all five hundred. You don't go out and just hide five hundred of them. You the first year, I hit a lot of them right away, and I think it was a smart move because it got people going. Well, I didn't have a lot of. Four. I should have spaced it out well, because I knew that a lot of them had been found, and people were still looking. Like, oh shoot, they're eh, not going to find any. They'll be all right. But that's what I mean. But it's also, them, yeah. The successful game has winners. You know what I mean? And that's right. right. True. You know, that's what draws more people. They want to be a winner. So right. I think that wasn't bad in the beginning to yeah. have a whole bunch of people be winners. And mm-hmm. so how many hiding sessions will you have over the course of a season? Or is that privileged information? Uh, I'll keep that quiet. Okay. Mm. That's fair. Keep that quiet. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, are there uh, any, any rules to like, you know, keep one, one per person per year. Okay. And if you find another one, then re- have fun and rehide it. Okay. Following the same rules that, that I follow. All right. Oh, so hiding it in my house doesn't count. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Got to make a few changes when I get home, but yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's an amazing thing. And uh, I don't know. It's just like it's brought so much joy to the island. And as mm-hmm. you've said, it's really provided visitors and and residents and locals and any ever anyone that comes with like an alternative just something else to do and i mean yeah yeah, we can all go for a hike but it's also 
you're encouraging people to get out into nature and yep. go enjoy nature and, and experience block Island, you exactly. know, and, and really check it out. So, yeah, it, it, I'm not lying aside from the few normal questions he get, you know, the, the same question over and over again about block Island, the number one random one that started to pop up was complete strangers would literally walk up to me and ask me, do you know where we can find one of those, you know, glass floats? And I'm like, well, at first they say orb. And I'm like, you're naming it wrong. You idiot. It's a glass float. And then, but they're, they're so, they're so desperate. They're so, yeah. you just see the desperation on their face. Like, I'm going to be like, sometimes I do. I'm like, absolutely. There's a trail about a half mile down the road. You're going to go in 30 steps, turn left, reach in. And they're like, oh. and the, you know, it's cruel, but yeah. I think it brings them this brief moment of, it's like waiting for the lottery numbers to drop there. They run down there. Yeah. 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 But I, it's just funny that that's a, whoever thought that that would be a question. You'd stop a stranger on the side of the road and ask him, Hey, yeah. any idea where I can find a glass orb? <laughs> I don't know. You know? A lot of people like compliment me on my like marketing genius. Like, Right. Amazing! I created this thing to sell these things. I'm like, whoa! I no, no, that's not. So I didn't sell them for the first year or two. You do sell them in the shop now. I do. Okay, but they're not numbered, and no, th there's something that differentiate differentiates the ones on that you find. The ones that I sell, I, I sign them and date them. Okay, with my name on them. Yeah. And yep. well, and you know what? I've I think I would imagine a family goes searching, and they've got three kids or something, and they find one. And they can go buy a couple now and everybody can, it, it represents right. that they went orb, oh, I'm sorry, glass float project <laughs> hunting. Yeah. And, you know, now everybody's got one in their house. But, right. uh, yeah, no. So people thought you did it more for the marketing of your product rather than yeah. an enjoyable pastime. Right. Yeah, that's not yeah. true. But, no. I mean, that's a lot of times how the greatest ideas are formed is it mm -hmm. just this fluke or a lark, you know, something you thought that would be fun or cool to do. And it just, you realize there's something more to it that you didn't even consider right. that. And, and then it just becomes what it becomes. And right. I mean, well, good for you. I mean, you deserve it. I think obviously yeah. it's like it came from a place of, of, you know, real, um, I don't want to say community service, but it, you want to do a good thing and you put that good thing out in the world yeah. and like, it's come back to you. And so, yeah. you know, it turned you know, into a great thing. Yeah. It turned yeah. into a great thing. So, so don't feel bad about it. Own it, man. <laughs> Sell a bunch of those. Oh, I, things, I, do. I do. And right. I hope you make a lot of money doing it. I do. And oh, cause you. you deserve it. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should double the price. And for every one someone buys, they donate another one to the, that's a good idea. Let problem. me ask oh, you, I, you know, you know, no one has ever said that. That's a thought. You know what I'm there saying? You like, you know, you, you, you know, yeah, I think that would be a good way to fund it too. Yeah. Strange requests of people asking you to make things. Would you ever consider making like, a, a, like two orbs that are like mine and Rich's heads, like bobblehead mm -hmm. kind of things? Yeah. That sounds like a scrotum. Wow. Uh -huh. Sick yeah. burn. That was a sick burn. It was. I, that was good. But he didn't answer the question. Exactly. That wasn't a <laughs> that no. That wasn't a no. So it wasn't uh, a no. So you're saying there's I'll a do chance. it. I'll do it. But I, I have to hide it. And you have to find it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, the scrotum you know, search. Those would be the only two orbs that people would be like, nah, we'll okay. leave those there. We'll yeah, let no. somebody else find them. I found one. I found. Oh, never mind. Oh, it's it's just Mark. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No good. Except mm -hmm. it's actually me because I've passed out like in the, in the bushes somewhere and it's just my head sticking yeah. out yeah. I, I have a dark uh, sense of humor i like that yeah there's really no like problem that. with that's that here plus i'm a dad so it's like dark dad jokes that's yeah, great that's perfect yeah, that's great. i had no, i had one of those dads too <laughs> nice. there's yeah, no yeah. problem explains there. a lot 
Yeah. So um, we're getting close to the end here. I mean, uh, yeah. do, do we have any other questions for, uh, for Evan or Evan? Is there anything else uh, you'd like to let the listeners know about your studio or what you do or um, come visit the glass station, I yeah. guess. And on and your way to block Island or when you're leaving, do you have a website? It's uh, oh, hold on here. It's a, I'll put See, he's a marketing I, genius. He doesn't yeah, even yeah. know his own uh-huh. website address. Yeah. Did I tell you I worked on my boat? <laughs> <laughs> Theglassstationstudio.com okay. is and our website. Yeah. Do you do online sales or no? You got to go. We do. You do? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, cool. um, that was, I resisted doing that for years. Mm-hmm. Like the stubborn artist. Like, I don't do that. Like, come come to my place. Right. Um, but I gave in. Well, you know, you're probably a little cautious to not go down the road that some other glass artists have gone yeah like, like that you don't hacked go, you yeah you don't go too far down that road yeah. i do have one more question mm-hmm. oh can i remember what it is now you threw me off with the scrotum um, <laughs> <laughs> that's my last story oh have you been approached by other tourist communities yes and so Several. far so far you've said I'd it's a block say, no thing. it's it, i can't handle that and it's a Block Island thing. It's a Block Island thing. And it's it's mm-hmm. where the idea and it has a sentimental, you know. When COVID happened, I briefly considered doing it in my town because there's some great hiking trails. But then I just thought, well, no, no, I won't even do it there. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great thing. I do I too. Really do. And I, thank you, you for doing what you do. Thank you. I, the fact that you use your art to bring a thrill to people. And I'm going to call it a thrill. It is a thrill. It brings people a thrill. They seem just, I was kidding about the crying both ways. They seem just as happy when they come Mm -hmm. back empty handed. The fact that they were a part of the hunt. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a public interactive art project. It's, it's amazing. Mm. It's a, it's a great one. It's like fishing. Even if you don't catch any fish, a good, a bad day fishing is better than a good day at work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. But oh man, I can't say enough about it. I I think it's really, it's yeah. awesome. So get out there, listeners, and go look for some floats this season. Yeah, and the glass station is literally, if you're if you're coming down or up Route 1 to get to Block Island, uh, the intersection at Stop and Shop, you're, you're, where you'd start to head down towards uh, Galilee, literally a four-minute drive from there, and you can be at the glass station. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not trying to over-promote it. I am personally am in love with the place. I, I really do shop there, and it's got some amazing stuff. So you should really swing by and, uh, and check out. Uh, some of the stuff that's on display. I'm going to post a whole bunch of pictures too. Cool. To go with the podcast. So, yeah. all right. Uh, so we do this one little thing at the end called the lightning round. Just stupid questions. First thing that comes to mind. Uh, okay. You down with that? Sure. All right. All right. You want to kick it off, Mark? Sure. Okay. Evan, what is your favorite animal? Dog. Would you rather be trapped in the middle of a food fight or a water balloon fight? Food fight. Yeah. Because you get to eat for free. You can lick your friends. Yeah. Yeah. I do that anyways. Uh, do you believe in ghosts? No. Dory's Cove or Gracie's Cove? Dory's. Would you rather buy and use all used underwear or all used toothbrushes? Toothbrushes. Are I don't you? wear underwear. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Makes sense. Commando. I might have gone with the underwear in that case. Um, are you more of a thinker or a doer? Doer. All I right. would say, yeah, I would say you're I would both. Hey, you've a uh, great accomplishments. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, 
that wraps it up, I guess, for yeah. this episode. Evan, um, thanks so much yeah, for being so with much, us. Thanks so much, Evan. Really enjoyed this. this very much. Thanks um, for having me. All right. And uh, listeners, thanks for listening. As always, reach out, questions, comments. Uh, keep an eye out for those posts coming up on Facebook with this uh, with this episode. And if you want to reach out to us, we have an email, twoguysonbi at gmail.com. Yeah, Rich mentioned uh, Facebook. We've also got an Instagram, and uh, you check us out there. But um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever it is you li- listen to the podcast, whether it's uh, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Um, and most importantly, tell your friends because it's always nice when, you know, word of mouth travels around about, you know, th- how great it is to kill an hour listening to us yak. Yeah. Right? I guess. I guess. I enjoy it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, All right. See you next week. All right, man. See you next week. Hey, Rich. Yeah. Um, I know Eben doesn't make bongs, but what do you think? Do you think you and I could like make one? Doesn't look that hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got you've got like a, a stove at your house, right? Yeah. In an oven. And a couple of straws. Yeah. We could just like. How hard can it be? It can't be that hard. I'll bring the duck. Yeah. Tea. That's always helpful. All right. Cool. You bring the wheat. Okay. Peace. Peace. What's